Hi, everyone. Welcome to Crave the Podcast. I am Riley Ernst, the podcast coordinator for Crave the Sound. Um, and this week, we're going to be continuing on our theme of Zoom arguments that we post on the internet. So we are going to be doing kind of a sweet 16 March Madness business, but we're um, doing albums instead of basketball because I don't think many of us know much about sports. So um, we had a couple people from Crave the Sound contribute their favorite albums, a couple friends of the podcast, and then I believe we all contributed our favorite albums of the last 10 years. Uh, We're going to put them into a bracket and then fight it out in order to see who is the best and what album ends up on top. So um, yeah, let's get started. Uh, All right. So um, yeah, really, really went through it. Um, yeah, we chose 16 albums and kind of gave our reasons why each of us liked, you know, the one we chose and why we think it's important um, over the last decade. Um, so basically, this is our tournament of the top 16 chosen by Crave the Sound, the top 16 albums of the 2010s brought to you by Crave the Podcast, which um, Zach is going to pull up our bracket and we can kind of introduce some of our titles here. I was going to say, do we want to introduce ourselves or oh, are we still that's a good place to start. Let's introduce ourselves. Um, so I'm, I'm Callian. Um, you guys probably know me from the last podcast as the Disco Hater. Um, <laughs> Our fan base. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll throw it to Lily. Oh, I'm Lily. You probably know me from the last podcast as laughing. <laughs> I'll throw it to Zach. <laughs> you took what I was going to say. Uh, I'm Zach. You probably know me from the last podcast. I don't know. Maybe you're my Zach. mom and you know me. I'm Zach. <laughs> I'll throw it to Jake. What was the last podcast? That was, I'm, I like legit can't remember what we talked about. You were the host, Jake. Yeah, you were the host. Oh, I hosted it. <laughs> I'm Jake. You probably remember me as the host from the last <laughs> podcast. <sighs> and that was. Yeah, I guess um, you probably know me from saying like a lot and sounding like I have a cold. So, yeah. Yay! Also from the last podcast. Um, Do we have a question this week that we want to? You know, like, last week was we breakfast food. Question. Yeah. Yeah, Ali, and you got a question? Uh, let me let me let me come up with some. Um, never have I ever loved the Baja Blast from Taco Bell. What was that a question? That's what not a talking? question. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. That's bad. Everybody. I love Baja Blast. It's the best. Okay, we did favorite breakfast items last time. Let's go with favorite favorite type of cheese. Good question. <laughs> no, is that bad too? No, that's good. I like that one. Okay, okay. Favorite type of cheese. Um, go ahead, Zach. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go with just a nice Swiss. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Don't give me that look, Lily. Okay, what's yours then? Um, mine is goat cheese. Nice. With your with your nameless wine. Mm-hmm. Goat cheese and nameless. It's a great wine. pairing. <laughs> Wait, Lily, are you are you from Boulder? Sorry, I didn't. 
I didn't catch oh, that before. Yeah, sorry, I am from Boulder. Yes, indeed. Oh, okay. I have a goat farm. Wow. Miss Campbell. Go ahead, Riley. Um, oh, God. Um, I'm such a cheese monster. I would have to say, you know, when I'm feeling depressed, it's like a handful of mozzarella straight out of the bag. Um, but when I'm feeling a little fancy, some brie on like a nice thin cracker, maybe some apricot jam. Jake? Yeah, it's definitely dependent on the situation, but like for a lot of sandwiches and snacking, which is I feel like where I would normally get my cheese intake, I, I really like pepper jack. Oh, good choice. Pepper jack is good. I'm mm -hmm. a fan of pepper jack. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think I'd have to go with I'd have to go with like Colby Jack or like Mexican three blend. <laughs> Fine art. It goes great. It goes great in a quesadilla. It goes great in a grilled cheese. It goes great in pasta. There's nothing wrong with it. Not bougie pasta. I, I, I second mac and cheese. I second <laughs> Lily's rejection of Swiss. I thought you were just putting like like Mexican three cheese blend on like just plain pasta <laughs> no 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 it goes with stuff you put some tomatoes in there put some basil put some whatever no 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 like not like spaghetti like little macaroni elbows you know with tomato, basil, that... and Mexican three cheese blend. <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. I don't think that we can trust Callian to host this podcast episode. I think someone else right. has to do it. Moving someone on, has to moving step on. In. None of his opinions have held up. They're all so. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like coming yeah. into this. I'm like, Five I want to pick someone Five new to brag on. In TMZ, that I was paid to say all these random. <laughs> Just to bring some, just to bring some controversy. It's all right. Yeah, we need a heal. I'll cry. I'll cry alone tonight. It's all right. Yeah, I was like, I was ready to just rag on Lily for her shit opinions, but man, you're really making it hard to <laughs> well, well, wait for the support music. you here. Music this time. Wait for the music. This I time. only hear what the food takes. <laughs> we really do right. need to do an episode just about that. It's going to be I, we actually heated. Crave the food. Crave the food cast, yeah. All right. Let's pull up. Let's pull up the bracket, and let's go ahead and see what we're oh, working God, with me. this week. We are working with some pretty. Um, these are good. Actually. Heavy hitters. These pairings are way better than when I first looked at them. Actually, these are all good. So first, we have I need to start a garden, which is going to face off by Haley Hendricks. Out by Haley Hendricks versus Scissors Control. Um, second face-off we're going to have is Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest. The 2018 reissue specifically, I believe, was what was specified on the document, um, which is going to face off with Igor by Tyler, the Creator. That's a personal fave. Not going not gonna to be shy about that. Um, then we have Crushing by Julia Jacqueline against Soft Sounds from Another by... Planet. Soft Sounds from Another Planet. What? It's Soft, Soft Sounds from Another planet. planet. Thank you. By, I believe, Japanese... Breakfast. Breakfast. 
Thank you, Zach. I didn't memorize these names. Um, then we have Toy by Giant Dog going up against Historian by Lucy Dacus. That's a good, that's a good matchup. Um, next one is going to hurt some feelings. Um, Pimper Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar, classic album. Uh, Pinata, Freddie Gibbs, one of the best rap albums, I think, in the last few years. Um, then we have Puberty 2 by Mitski against Circles by Mac, Mac Miller. Um, that's going to be... These, are, these people are going to be mad in the, in the Slack, I think. People are actually going to be mad. Um, then we have Evil Friends by Portugal the Man, um, which is going up against a giant. This is my contribution. I'm not going to be shy about it either. Uh, Life of Pablo, Kanye West. Um, and our last pairing is going to be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye West against Melodrama by Lord. So these are these are some heavy. Uh, these are going to be rough. These are going to be rough. Um, but here at Crave Podcast, we do our best to rationally and logically decide our feelings about different bodies of music. We're factually going to determine the winner. Facts There's no logic. feelings here. Yeah, this is this is an objective knockout <laughs> tournament. Like no feelings involved. So if you're mad. Be mad at the science, not at us. Um, and please have bad taste. That's no why. That's all. Album does. All right. Should we start off with the first one, guys? Are we ready? Get into I'm it. ready. All right. So we have Haley Hendricks. I need to start a garden. Um, this was uh, contributed by Felicity. This is one of her three contributions to our document. She was very involved. Um, why she liked it. She says, one of the main reasons I love this album is Haley Hendrix's voice. On each track, it seems to be filled with both yearning and nostalgia, uh, two of my favorite and most frequent emotions, laughing out loud. I, <laughs> I also just have a connection to her song, Worth It, which seems to be about questioning one's worth and deciding to define themselves on the perceptions of those around them. I think that this is a really relatable message, plus the instrumentals are just, um, and her little blurb was just that this is Hendrix's debut album. It was released in 2018 and uses a plethora of nature imagery and metaphors in order to touch on the topics of relationships and love as a whole. So that is kind of a little bit of background to Felicity's contribution. I need to start a garden by Haley Hendrix. So Control by SZA, contributed by Lily. Um, her little blurb was that this is SZA's debut studio album. It was originally scheduled for release in late 2015, and it was delayed by SZA's experience of a kind of blinding paralysis brought on by anxiety. Um, that's a direct quote. She worked and reworked the album until the record company took away her hard drive in the spring of 2017. And Lily likes it because um, she said- Lily say it? We could yeah. have Lily say it. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna say it, Lily? I was really excited to hear you read it in my voice, but I, I guess I can read it in my voice. Because um, I can't do your voice very well. What I said was, I sort of behave like someone going through a midlife crisis, meaning I'm reckless like someone in their 20s, but grappling with my own morality like someone in their late 60s. This album reminds me that I am, in fact, young, but we can die at any point, which I find relaxing. We all just want to be loved and love and not hurt people, but it's impossible not to hurt people under capitalism. No point trying to control nothing. 
maybe I hate this album. <laughs> wow. Powerful that was, words. That was lovely. I hadn't read that until now because I feel like it was added later in the day, but that was great. Yeah. It took Every me a time, time I check the doc, I just <laughs> see Lily was on the doc yeah, with I her cursor there <laughs> with nothing written. <laughs> For the last three days, I've just been like, why do I like this album? It's been tearing me apart. But I think I figured it out. Maybe I hate it. That's been the issue this whole time. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I I love Control. But I also love I Need to Start a Garden. I don't think that I can, in any good, good faith, in my opinions, vote for I Need to Start a Garden over Control after I contributed it. And also, I listen to Control all the time constantly and I listen to I need to start a garden like once a month because it reminds me of Riley and Zach and their different personalities <laughs> what did we all think of it podcast folks well I feel like this is an interesting dynamic because I think in any other circumstances I mean I know where Zach and I stand we love I need to start a garden that will I mean maybe he feels differently but I feel like Lily would usually be on our side and be like yeah I do love sad girl music but here she comes with control um SZA's debut album and she's facing up against I need to start a garden and Kellyanne and Jake I don't know where your opinions are going to be on this so here's where I stand Lily as much as I love you I had not listened to control until today um I know nothing about SZA. I think I'm sorry I have like <laughs> If anybody knows me on a personal basis, I have this like gap with my generation. Like, I don't know what's on TikTok. I don't know what the fuck is happening after 1970. I'm just an old man at, at my very core. I am so ancient. I don't know anything about SZA except for that she's so hot. And so I like looked at this album cover and I was like, God damn, that girl is cute. But that was about all I could. Okay, here, let me go to my notes really quick about both of them. And then I'll explain to you why I need to start a garden is my favorite. Um, okay. I accept this, Riley. I think it's important that you stay true to yourself. <laughs> you know, I'm also a doormat, so I could change my mind by the end. A doorman? A doormat. Oh. Walk off. A doormat. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> so, anywho. Um, there was the one song, I don't remember what it was called, but the one that she collaborates with Kenshin. Kendrick Lamar on I love his tone of voice and then he said pussy can be so facetious and I was like uh, 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 oh my god Kendrick this is beautiful also, <laughs> I put, she is really hot wow I said galore hits or love galore hits and then I feel like it also is kind of like Lily touched on a little bit it definitely had a lot of like um just kind of like youthful aspects to it where it's like kind of appeals to like the high schooler in me where I'm like okay like mom like the weekend go Gina like I feel like I'm 18 like I feel like I'm having a good time you know I'm enjoying this um and I think it just speaks to growing up and like being a youth in a really awesome way um and then she kind of like follows that up with the song 20 something which was also really awesome so it's just kind of like I don't know it was a really cool way to structure an album um normal girl I've never felt like anything more than normal girl so I was with that <laughs> and then I need to start garden is just truly the most beautiful album that I've ever heard in my entire life I fucking love that album I love her like I'm sorry but like it just it doesn't hit me in the same way as like the beautiful finger picking like 
there is just like something so raw and just like ethereal about Haley Hendricks and the way that she just like her vocals are just constantly floating. She's got these beautiful building harmonies. Like the production on the album is so awesome. It just like, oh my God, it just like fills me up so much. And then like just the way that she plays the guitar, it's like, oh my God, I'm like suffering. It's too beautiful. So after 20 minutes of talking, that's why like I need to start at Cardi. Anybody have any opinions? How do we feel? I, I agree a lot. I'm going to be honest with Riley. Um, I think that initially, like initially looking at this list, I was definitely like Control is one of the best albums. Like I love Control. It's so good. It's so well produced. SZA's vocals are just like unreal the whole time. They're so good. Her collaborations are perfect. Like nobody takes over on any of her songs. Um, they complement her so well especially the Travis and the Kendrick features like you're talking about. They're just so, they just fit in so well with that album. Um, but then I listened to I Need to Start a Garden and I was very surprised. I'm going to be honest. That's not typically what I listen to. Um, but I was listening to it on the way home at night driving and it just resonated with me. Like I was just like, I was like, damn, this is actually this is actually really, you know, like it feels good. Like there's something right with this album um, that I think Scissors isn't lacking, but there's just, Scissors is too perfect in a lot of ways for me. I think <laughs> for a debut studio album, um, I Need to Start a Garden just feels more raw and like she has something to prove. She has something to say. She wants to get her message out there in a unique kind of, really unaltered way that I think SZA, while she has her own style and she is a very unique artist um, and she has a very, very cool sound, um, it just, it seemed very polished in comparison. And for that reason, I really liked I Need to Start a Garden, but depending on what Jake and Zach say, I could be swayed either way. So I'll leave it at that. Zach? Zach, go okay. for it. Starting with I Need to Start a Garden. This is one of my absolute favorite albums of all time. We talk, me and Riley bring it up every week on this podcast. I was actually probably going to put it down if someone else hadn't before I got to the document. So that being said, absolutely beautiful album. I love it so, so much. It's just so beautiful. The one note I took re-listening to it um, in preparation for this was just um, holy fuck in all caps because it's just breathtakingly beautiful honestly the guitar just the vocals everything really did you have something to say i just want to say that the only note that i took was i love this fucking album so i think we're <laughs> in the same book yeah <laughs> i said holy fuck and i have no words to describe this um it's just <laughs> to me such a perfect album and there's just so much emotion and so much there's just such a wide range of feelings and sounds within this like what you might just describe it as kind of like mellow folk but i think that what Haley Hendricks does really well is kind of explore that to all of its different boundaries in different ways. You know, like when she screams that she needs to start a garden, it just like provokes something in me, like deep within me. Um, <laughs> I also going through all this, just as a little precursor for the rest of the podcast, I wrote down a few of my favorite songs from each album. So I want to shout those out here. No Face, Worth It, Um Shalala, highly recommend it. If you take nothing away from this podcast, listen to those ones. That being said, on the other hand, Control, Lily, 
that was absolutely beautiful what you said. It's a wonderful album. This is actually an interesting matchup because Felicity showed me control, friend Felicity of Crave the Sound fame. Um, and I think it's a very beautiful album. When I first heard it, 20-something, really just kind of stuck with me. That's, I feel like it's easily relatable to anybody our age. Um, I don't know. It's definitely a tough one, but I feel like you guys probably already know how I lean. I just have so much emotional attachment to I Need to Start a Garden. Thinking, if you Greg? say anything other than control, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start crying, and then this whole podcast is over. <laughs> All so right. Don't let that sway you, though. <laughs> well, this was my first time listening to I Need to Start a Garden. Um, and so I feel like with all the like first time ones, it's, it's kind of hard, right? Because especially with a lot of these that are like super heavily focused on the lyrics, like as being a super important thing, it's really hard to like fully get a grasp listening to it one time. And I listened to like six of these albums uh, during like my Saturday shift at my job and like one earbud not the ideal way to listen to an album, but like it made it made the shift go by a lot faster and I got to hear some great music. So it was a good time, but definitely not the way I would want to appreciate an album to its fullest. So I, I'm just like a few of these albums that I'm going to talk about kind of have that going kind of against them where I just I just don't have the same connection. Where I didn't get to listen to it the way I would have wanted to if I was like really getting the full experience. But, you know, we only had like a week to listen to 16 albums. Luckily, I knew most of them, but yeah. Uh, anyway, that's kind of my disclaimer at the start here. Uh, I need to start a garden. It was really good. Um, I also kind of picked out a few of my favorite tracks. I really liked The Bug Collector and then also Worth It and Um Shalala. Yeah, I, I can't speak too much on the lyrics, but um, just in terms of the sound, I really liked a lot of what was going on here. Uh, for like an indie rock album it definitely had a lot of diversity with like the style of music and just like some of the like textures within the sound I can't remember which song it was I think it might have been worth it there's like these really gorgeous like muted horn section kind of at the end of the song is that is that worth it okay cool I, I think so I'm pretty sure that's where it was from um, but yeah, I, I, I really like this album. Uh, definitely want to go back to it and, and like get more out of like lyrical experience as well. But uh, definitely a strong, a strong album. Uh, glad to have been put onto it. But I am going to have to side with Lily on this one and go with Control by SZA because I fucking love this album. It's been a while since I've heard it all the way through. I don't revisit it as much as I do some albums from 2017 that being said i don't really revisit albums that often just because there's so much new music coming out all the time but yeah i i fucking love this album uh everything that everyone said has been super on point so far the kendrick and the travis song are amazing but then the solo songs are i feel like really the like some of the highlights of the album i really like supermodel doves in the wind drew barrymore prom the weekend uh among pretty much every other song on the album. Really interesting production techniques. Uh, I think I think it's prom that has like side-chained vocals, which is just something that you don't hear that often, but I love whenever you do. It's really cool, like having the vocals kind of ducking under the kick. 
uh, to give it this like wavy effect. Um, and then just like all around the songwriting, the production, the like loose conceptual nature of it with like the voice, the voice memo recordings with like ending and starting some of the songs is like a really cool way to like uh, give the album like a really solid like theme and narrative structure throughout. So I'm definitely going to have to go with Control by SZA. Right. Should we do like a, a vote? Like are a we, yeah, are we ready here? for the vote? Yeah. All right, so, I'm just going to go in order of who I see on my screen. Um, I'll say your name and just say the album that you vote for. Okay, are you ready? Final decisions? Locked in? All right, Zachary, Zachary Clement. Gotta be, I need to start a garden. Okay, Riley? I need to start a garden. Lily? Control. Jake? Control. Oh my God, all right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tiebreaker. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what I said. Uh, I think that for me at this point in time, yes. I need to start a garden. Just edges out control. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, was this your first time hearing it? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I do want to. Cool. I, I agree with what you said. I do want to go back and listen to the lyrics a little bit more. But I think you know whether it's because of the novelty factor for me or just. I don't know. I really liked it. It it really surprised me, and it kind of caught me off guard how much I liked it. Um, so it it wins. And there's other really good albums that hopefully won't get snubbed by me. So. So have you right, you've heard a, Control before, right? You've heard it. Yeah. Times. You've I've heard Control it. a lot. I'm shocked, and I'm a, I'm a big. No, this really surprised me. Yeah, I, I thought this was going to control. That's crazy. I thought I had it in the bag. I really I'm did. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was it was it was that good. It was that surprising. Damn you, Felicity. I accept this outcome. I feel I feel we okay needed about it. it. We needed the slots filled, mm-hmm. and and they were really good albums too. So the ones they that were. she picked. So no honestly, picked, there. she picked two albums that I would have put down if other people had not put them down. I will mm-hmm. say that. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. But we have 14 more albums to sip. Yeah, we need to get this train <laughs> rolling. Woo. All right. All right. Our next pair up after I need to start a garden moves on. Our next pair up is going to be Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest against Igor by Tyler the Creator. So let's go ahead and introduce these two albums. Um, and go ahead and pull up our little blurbs. Let me do Twin Fantasy. So this was also contributed by Felicity. Um, this is Twin Fantasy by Carsey Headrest. She says she liked it because she's always a sucker for a good concept album, but this one just blows the rest out of the water. I think that a lot of the lyrics take an interesting approach to, to relationships and the way they can become codependent and unhealthy very quickly. Also, even though it is a concept album, each song can strongly stand alone and tells its own intricate story. Her little blurb is just that this is a concept album released in 2018 that was actually a reissue of the original Twin Fantasy album released in 2011. Um, the album touches on the lead singer's insecurities, sexuality, and um, falling completely into an unhealthy relationship. You want to go ahead and uh, introduce Igor? Yeah, for us? I thought you said <laughs> you said late singer. I was like, will Plato die? And I didn't hear about. Did this? I say late? No, you said lead, but I think I just misheard you. Oh, glad I'm glad to hear that he's still kicking it. Um, <laughs> lead singer. For or the, maybe he did. I don't know. Lead. Uh, he's still kicking it. They put out a really mediocre album last year. I like. I like 
making a door less open. But yeah, like compared compared to Twin Fantasy, it's like it's like half good. I fucking love uh, "Can't Cool Me Down." That's like one of my favorite car seat songs. That one good. Some of the songs though were just yeah. No, it's it's a mixed bag for sure. Um, anyway, uh, my album was Igor by Titled the Creator, and I'll just read word for word what I wrote and then maybe add a little bit onto that. Um, <clears throat> Tyler's growth from a rebellious provocateur into a jack-of-all-trades rapper, singer, producer, designer has been one of the great stories in music to unfold throughout this decade. On Igor, Tyler refines his fusion of hip-hop, R&B, and soul into his most palatable, pop-friendly release while maintaining an experimental edge. This balance between pop and pushing boundaries is exemplified on tracks like Earthquake, wherein Tyler writes what might be the most memorable hook of his career and practically drowns it in wide distorted bass, vinyl crackle, and lush synth lines. Indeed, many of the tracks feature unorthodox production and mixing styles that you would rarely hear in indie and lo-fi mixes, much less a professional and polished pop record. In this way, Tyler really uses his voice as an instrument, often pitched up to compensate for his iconic, low, gritty, rumbly, bassy voice. The use of guest artists is similarly unusual, as some of the biggest names in music, like Lil Uzi Vert, Slow Tie, and Solange, are utilized as tiny parts of the overall song, rather than standout features. Every aspect of the album, aside from the mixing, is entirely created by Tyler, and it shows with an amazingly cohesive and effective final product. Every note, every drum sound is perfectly curated by Tyler to create a sonic experience that captures the essence of every song and amplifies the incredibly emotional breakup story being pulled underneath all the amazing instrumentals. Of all the Kanye prodigies, Travis, Scott, Kid Cudi, Chance, and many more, Tyler is easily the one who has created the most, in my opinion, impressive lane for themselves and also, in my opinion, is the only one who has actually passed the master production-wise. That's that's what I got to say about uh, Igor. All right, that was like a whole ass essay. That was impressive. <laughs> yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ! I'm like furiously rewriting the blurb for mine. <laughs> but I said it sounds so stupid now, Jake. How dare no, 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 no. I, I, it's I just fucking love this album, and I mean, like, there's different things to appreciate with different albums, right? And with this one, I think there's like. There are really good lyrics uh, on pretty much every song. I think he like really did improve his songwriting, but for me, uh, Sonics and like uh, just in, like the the sound, the music itself is always what is most important. What always comes first to me. So that's just kind of what I focus on. But yeah, I just had a couple of questions. Like, if you know anything about the production, um, I was wondering. So you said he he did everything but the mixing. Did he master it as well? Uh, I think that was probably done by someone else as well. And I, I guess I should say when you're like producing a track, you kind of mix it. Then the, then like, I, so I don't know if, if he did the mixing and then someone else did the mastering mm -hmm. uh, because that's like kind of just a part of tracking anyway. But mm -hmm. sometimes there's a third party involved. It really just depends. I'm not entirely sure, but I know he didn't master the album. I mean, I'm sure he, I know he sat in the room with the engineer, but yeah. Right. I, I like watched. Like, yeah. That's probably pretty typical, though. I mean, I was like, when you said he did everything in the album, I was like, oh my God, mix and master. And then you were like, except for the master. So then I was just wondering. And then, do you know, um, one of the first things that I thought about when I was listening to this album was um, 
the final crackling kind of sound. I was like, is this on tape? Like, how did he record this? I'm really curious as to what's happening here. Like, I was just trying to understand if like the crackling was just kind of a like loop effect that he did. Do you know anything about that? I know you're yeah, in not. That's why I'm, I'm not sure if it's from like plugin or if it's just a, a an audio file that he's looping or or what how exactly he achieved that effect. But as as you said, it is pretty prominent on a lot of these tracks for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure though. Hmm. Well, yay! Thanks. <laughs> I was just so curious, but yeah, cool. All right, Lily, we're gonna start off with you. Oh no! Break down these albums for us. <laughs> Um, Should we mix up the order? Because I remember last podcast, oh, I was right. I started sweating <laughs> through yeah, my shirt because yeah. I kept having to go, go first. first. We'll make yeah, mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Let's, let's, go let's give first. Lily a break. Uh, me first. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yet again, I am an old woman, and I hadn't heard Igor until today. I'm so sorry. Um. <laughs> But some of the things that I took down uh, were, like I just said, the crackling. I was just like really kind of enamored with that. I was like, I'm not really sure what's happening here. Like there's this really cool texture to all of, I think he keeps it pretty consistent through all the songs. Um, I was like, is this recorded on tape? What's happening here? I'm just not sure. So that was really cool. Um, he also used synth in a really cool way. Um, like it was just like, I don't know. It was just a really interesting album to me because he didn't, um, you know, I feel like a lot of albums that I really connect with are kind of like climbing a mountain, you know, you have like your, it's like the same as a story arc, you know, you have your like introduction and then your exposition and your rising action and then you come down to the conclusion and it's just like eating a full meal, whereas this album felt more like like a lot of the songs didn't really have that much of an arc and like the album I didn't feel like had as much of an arc. It was more just kind of like an ebb and flow type thing. Um, and he had a lot of the same kind of like samples running through it where I was like, it gave the album really cohesive feel. So it just felt more like, like I said, instead of, you know, walking up a mountain, it's more like walking through a park where it was just like, I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. Um, I really liked that about the album. Um, and then I think he did a really good job of like bringing in similar themes like he had them kind of start back here in the beginning of the album and then he brought them back in and he would just pull them. Um, so I thought that was super cool. Um, and then Car Seat Headrest is one of my favorite bands of all time. So this is just like, I feel a little bad because it just the personal connection that I have to some of these albums, I think outweighs um, like the musicality of some of them. And it's just like, I know I'm biased, but like, God, the Car Seat Headrest album, it just like hits me in such a specific way. Um, like the way they start off, they've just got this really simple bass line and then vocals and then just like these tiny little percussives in um, My Boy, just like tiny, tiny, tiny. And they, build the song in such a fucking cool way. It's just like, it's just like they're pulling you in and pushing you out and pulling you in and pushing you out. And it's just like toys with my emotions and it makes me feel crazy. And then they come in with um, Beach Life and Death. And that one just like for 13 minutes, it's like, it's like a fucking indie garage rock opera where you're like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. Like it's here and it's there and it's so awesome. Um, and then like Stop Smoking, We Love You is literally just a guitar, like such a 
simple chord progression and one sentence, but it packs such a fucking punch. Um, so my vote probably goes for car seat headrest just because it's like, it makes me like start sweating. I love it so much. So, um, and then, you know, it ends on twin fantasy and it's just so operatic and cool. I love the tones of their voices. Like, God, I just love that album so much. So I'm biased, but I have to go with car seat headrest on this one. Jake, what are your thoughts? Oh, me. Um, Okay, well, let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll start just finishing up some, some thoughts about Igor. Uh, I was interesting, really interesting what you said about like the, the story kind of arc of Igor Riley. Uh, and, and this is not like, I, I think there is actually a pretty cohesive story. Uh, like again, first time listening to an album, it's really hard to like kind of put that all together. I'm sure there's like more of a cohesive story with some of these that I had here for the first time that I didn't completely but like, it is a pretty, I, I really like the story that he tells with it. It is like all about kind of this one relationship. It centers around that. So it's like a pretty, pretty basic theme, but it, it, it does stay around that for the most part. Uh, and I also love just like all the little details on this album. Like there's just things you can like, I've heard this album so many times, like the year it came out, I listened to it. I think my Spotify rap said for like 60 hours or something. I don't know, like something crazy. I don't know, that might be, an, I can't remember. I just remember like being shocked at the number of times I listened to it, but like just recently re-listening to it. Uh, at the start of like the song, I think there's like this this thing where he goes four, 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 skate. Uh, and I didn't realize until very recently that at the end of Earthquake, which is the song right before that, that like at the very end, he like starts counting up one, two, three, I literally just had never noticed it because it's so quiet in the mix. There's just a ton of little like details like that that I love. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I could talk about Igor all day. I love it. I think it's amazing. And then it's unfortunate that it's up against Twin Fantasy in this first round because I also really do love that album. That is amazing. Uh, my sister introduced me to Car Seat Headrest. She's like a huge fan and I, I was like blown away the first time I heard Bodies. It's such a good song. Uh, something that I really like that he does a few times uh, throughout the album that just like, I feel like very rarely here is just like this like meta kind of song writing about song structure. Like it happens on Bodies when he's like, is this the chorus yet? No, it's just the building of the verse. And then it's on it's on at least one other song too, where he like makes direct reference to like the structure and like building of the song, which is just so cool to me. I love that. Uh, the lyrics throughout are like really brilliant. Um, like some of the songs you pointed out, uh, Stop Smoking is great. Um, yeah, it's it's a great album. Uh, hard, hard, not, not a hard choice for me, I'll be honest, but I really do love <laughs> Twin Fantasy as well. Uh, so I, it does suck that I have to like put my vote very clearly for Igor, but both great albums. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll rest my case there. Can I say one thing in rebuttal? Um, when I was talking about the story arc, like you said, it's really hard to like get the uh, lyricism and understand like the lyrics behind it all. I was more talking about like the just the musicality of it like I don't know I think it has a really nice story arc in terms of like emotionally but like 
musically, I felt that it was more kind of ebb and flow, not sure. Not I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But you have a great choice. I totally support you in your vote. About to be thrown here on Create the Podcast. Um, I swear to God, if Igor gets voted out first round, I'm just leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving the call. He's <laughs> quitting the club. Yeah. I'm that- out. Me? Yeah, what do you think, Zach? I'll uh I'll start with Igor. So personally, I really, really liked Flower Boy. Um, and I really liked what that did with Tyler Sound taking it from the kind of brash abrasive rap that he was like had started out with to this more, I don't know, pop friendly kind of musical style. And then coming into Igor, I will say I was a bit disappointed. Listening through it again, like it's not I don't dislike it but and there's a lot of songs that I really do love on it but I think speaking to what you guys were mentioning with the kind of crackles in the production something I noticed re-listening through it was I like it in some places but at other parts of the album it got a little grating for me personally and I just like that kind of took my enjoyment of a lot of it down a by quite a bit this kind of repetitive crackling sound and I understand like the artistry of it and all of that I'm not saying it was like a bad choice it's just like personally I found it a bit grating after a while that being said I do think it's a really like really solid album and I do think it takes the ideas that he went into a little bit on Flower Boy and kind of expands them and like perfects them in a way but there's just some choices musically that didn't sit as well with me on this one as say like Flower Boy that being said I feel like New Magic Wand is a banger, and I will turn that shit up anytime it comes on. Um, and then for Twin Fantasy, I really like this album. Bodies was like the song of my summer in 2018. I just had that shit on loop. It is such a good song. Um, and I think that Car Seat Headrest, I feel like what they they do really well is writing very interesting like song structures and lyrics that kind of like what Riley was saying pull you in and push you out and there's they just like play with you um and so on this album I feel like it's like that and just like perfected like their style of songwriting is so absolutely like amazing on this album and beautiful and like Beach Life and Death I think it's like it's 13 minutes but it's like just such a incredible song and they go a lot of different ways on it that I like for the entire 13 minutes I was not bored um yeah and so I don't know I think twin fantasy and I also just have more of an emotional attachment to it I listen have listened to it much more than Igor um so obviously this is not a subjective or an objective rating very subjective here um I just think twin fantasy and I really like, sorry, one more thing. I really like the concept kind of aspect of Twin Fantasy and how there's this kind of story from front to back on it that builds across it and deals with like a lot of themes that I feel like I've related to at different points in my life. And so I think that's where a lot of my emotional attachment comes from. And I've just like, you know, listened to it so many times that I have so many positive memories attached to a lot of the songs that, I don't know, it's a very good album. That's my thoughts. I have a question. I'm just yes. curious. What which were the songs that you found to be kind of somewhat grating on Igor? I'm just curious. Let me look. That was the first album I listened to in preparation for this. So I think it was at some point around like 
running out of time, I really noticed it. And then it kind of like faded away later on for um, some of the songs. And it was weird because I definitely like I have a few songs from this album saved and it's not something I normally notice when like listening to them. But I think it was just listening to the entire album front to back that it like stuck out to my ear and I was like hearing it consistently throughout that it got a bit a bit much for me. I think like that one thing is like that distorted bass tone that I was talking about. It yeah. is, I, I think, I, I like, I've never heard this. It is a very odd choice. I think it's like exactly the same bass sound on, and like there's a few different bass sounds, but I think he uses at least that one bass sound on every song, which is a very, very odd decision. Like it, it, I could totally understand the gradiness of that. I, it's, it's an odd decision for sure. Yeah, I will say that, like, I think when the album came out, there's a lot of discourse about, like, the production and mixing is just trash, and this <laughs> is, like, all awful, and I don't, I wouldn't necessarily, I would go that far, like, I feel like a lot of those choices in music can be used artistically, like, we're going to talk about Mitski later, I could go, you know, write a whole essay about that later on, um, so I don't think, like, I don't think it's bad or anything, it's just that at a certain point, I realized listening through it that it really did start to, like, grate on me. Mm-hmm. If I could add to that too, I think that it really surprised me how loud it was. Um, that was like, I was I was just, as I've said so many times before, it was a really, really loud part of the mix. And I think that kind of to build to Zach's point, like I was just confused why that was such a prominent part when it's like, you know, bass tones or vocals or whatever, like are usually the most prominent part. Um, so it was like, I kind of felt that too. I hate I hate to go against the grain again, but I I kind of find that specifically to kind of it makes the album almost trance like for me, mm-hmm. um, and whenever I listen thing through, like it just it pulls me out of whatever I'm doing like almost completely, and I just feel kind of like you were saying Riley, like you're walking through a park. For me, it feels like I'm just sitting in this like soundscape, and it's like I'm just sitting there for like you know the duration of the album. And nothing else is going on for me. Like, once it starts getting into it, I get sucked out of reality. I'm just chilling there on a bench, listening to Tyler, the creator, whisper sweet things in my ear, you know? Um, I really love Igor. Um, It is... I hate that people say it's not mixed well, because... I think it's mixed very, very intentionally. Intention- ah, that's yeah. the word. <laughs> yeah, the way it sounds is very intentional. And I think that it doesn't line up with a lot of kind of the pop music sound that we've all gotten used to. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of, I wouldn't say that it's fluid in terms of genre. I would say that it's fluid in terms of appeal. Um, I think that a lot of different types of people who listen to other types of music um, can listen to this and really appreciate it musically, mm-hmm. um, which I think isn't the case for a lot of um, other albums and a lot, especially some of his previous albums, Tyler the Creator's previous albums, like Cherry Bomb, Goblin. Um, they're very, I think someone said it earlier, like grading, Zach was saying grading, like they're very gravelly. Like he has a very, very unique, distinct voice. Um, it's very deep and like rough and gravelly. And on those older albums, he's, he's rapping on them. And it's just like, it is kind of hard to get through them sometimes. Um, but this is totally different. This album to me feels like a true like disciple of Kanye kind of coming into his own 
and really like flowering. Um, Flower Boy for me was, um, Zach kind of said it too, it was kind of like the transitional album um, where he goes from kind of just this, you know, production centric, you know, I, I call it like mixtape sound almost, um, where he's kind of just putting these beats together and they're great. And the music is great if you're into that music, but if you're not, it's hard to get into it. Versus Igor, he's kind of transitioned into this, like, I don't know, it's, it's music for the sake of music and because he's enjoying doing it. That being said, I do agree. I think it can be a little bit long to get through if you're not in the right mindset or it's not the right time for you. Um, but I do prefer it to car seat headrest. Um, and I'm trying to be objective here, but car seat headrest was very good album. It was another one that surprised me. Yes, Zach. I, I feel like we just don't need to be objective. Like, yeah, you're right. Get that shit out of here. Get that shit out of here. Like music is entirely subjective. You know? I mean, <laughs> you know, some people can like things that, might be considered objectively bad and that's fine some people like <laughs> no wait you're on my side i'm sorry i don't i shouldn't be dissing you <laughs> yeah shit on cold play here. <laughs> no yeah, no, like... no 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 so anyway carsey headrest is the best <laughs> album i've ever listened to <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> yeah that's trash tasting music and uh yeah no Car- <laughs> no. Carsey Headrest was was another album that surprised me not as much as um, I Need to Start a Garden. That one was probably my favorite, I would say, out of the ones I'd listened to for the first time for this. Um, but this one, I don't know. It had highs and it had lows for me. And I feel like the lows took away enough from the highs that this album just, I'd go back and listen to some of it but I wouldn't go back and listen to the whole thing. Um, but it is very good. It is very intentionally done, kind of the same way as Tyler's. Sorry, Riley. Um, but it just, for me, it just didn't hit right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, were, what were some of the lows? Just out of curiosity. Let me see. I was listening to this in the shower, so I didn't really catch any names, but... Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember any of the names because um, I was in the shower. So I wasn't looking at them. But what about it? Yeah. Just like, you guys kind of get what I'm saying, though. Like, there's there's some songs that really just, I was like, this is a good song. Like, this is really well written. The chorus is great. The melodies are great. The percussion is great. Everything hits so well. And the lyrics just really emphasize it. Um, but then there were some songs that I was like, and maybe it's just because I haven't listened to them enough. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. Um, I definitely should go back and listen to it again is what I'm getting from this. But um, I don't know. There were just there were just some times where I was just kind of, I felt myself kind of tuning out. And I was kind of like, it was mm-hmm. like, eh, it's like an indie rock album. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. I feel like for me, those, I don't know. Like, I get what you're saying, like listening through it. Because I feel like there's some songs which are, like, real tight, really good, like, indie yeah. rock songs, like, Bodies, you know? Like, that's just, like, front to back, it's, like, it's just a good song. But then there's, like, you know, like, the 13-minute song, Beach Life and Death, 17-minute song. They, like, song. yeah, it's a bit, I feel like it's a bit much to just kind of sit with. I know, I remember Twin Fantasy was really, really good. I, I remember that I really liked Twin Fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's the name of the album, too, but I just remember that I really liked Twin Fantasy. Um, I think Bodies was the other one, but go ahead and finish. 
yeah i just think there's some songs on it which are like really tight really solid like rock songs and then other ones which i feel like kind of dove into the more conceptual side not to sound like a pretentious twat um <laughs> but like that kind of way where like there's i definitely get what you're saying cal with there's like there's a variety across it so i totally i totally get what you're saying yeah thanks zach i got you I'm really a wild card in this game. Oh, I could go anywhere. So this was really sort of like, or this mashup was mashup matchup was a exploration into my own ignorance, really, because I had not listened to either of these albums all the way through. Um, similarly to Zach, I loved Flower Boy, and then when Igor came out, I think I listened to, like. I don't even think it was the opening track. I just listened to like one song off it and I was like, me, I don't know. And like the white boys, sorry, the white straight boys that I was like around at the time were like, Igor's trash. And I was like, yeah, totally. Um, don't talk to them anymore. So now I can have my own opinion, which is that <laughs> I really, <laughs> I won't name any names. Got him. I, I really like, um, I really, really liked it. I. Like this was my first time listening to it all the way through and I was making dinner yesterday and I was like, holy shit, this is such a good album. I am having so much fun. I love a queer artist doing queer art and telling queer stories. Like that is always great. And I think that he does a really good job and it was very interesting because I remember feeling like it was like a regression to his previous albums, like being like, oh, this is, this is like more rap than I want it to be. I want it to be pop again, but then like listening to it, I was like, you know what? No, it's exactly the right mix of everything. And I, he's a genius. And I'm sorry that I wasted two years of my life not listening to it. <laughs> and then for Car Seat Headrest, I also had not ever even heard of that band before. So that was on the list. And I was like, why is this on the list of top albums? What's going on? And again, my own ignorance. And <laughs> similar to Decalion, I just had moments where I was like tuning out and I am someone that can like very easily tune things out because I have dyslexia and ADHD. So like it's, it takes a lot for me to be able to like really tune in to something, especially if it's like becoming background noise. Um, so I just found myself tuning out of car seat headrest more than Igor and therefore my vote is for Igor. Yeah. Do we uh, do an official vote? Do our official vote. Um, I'm gonna go in reverse. You do me first. I'm gonna. I have to go to the bathroom. I'll do. I'll do Jake first. Jake, what's what's your vote? Igor. All right. I'll be right back. Um, Lily, Igor vote. Igor. Igor. Riley. Carsey Nederes. Zachary. Twin fantasy. Tiebreaker again. Igor. Um, it's okay. One last step. All right. All right. Sick. Are we uh, good to get back into it, Cal? Um, I think we are. Sorry, I had to make some tacos. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, let's do the next one, which, where are we? I don't know. Here. Round three. Sharing my screen. Round three. Ding, ding, ding. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, our next uh, matchup, face-off, Call it what you want is going to be "Crushing" by Julia Jacqueline, and "Soft Sounds from Another Planet" by Japanese Breakfast. This is—they're all good. They're all—they're all good lineups, man. So Zachary Clement, our very own from Crave the Podcast, is going to go ahead and introduce his choice, "Crushing" by Julia Jacqueline. 
All right. So this is uh, Julia Jacqueline's second album. She's from Australia. Dropped in 2019. It's kind of this, it's a kind of a concept album, loose concept album that deals with a lot of different themes about like relationships, um, breakups, like love. And like, I think one of the most important is kind of like bodily autonomy, which I think is really interesting. So man, my blur and why I like this is not as good as Jake and Lily. Let me just say. Um, So I said that the concept of this album is uh, it's fairly simple and most likely not unique. Everybody's been through similar struggles with breakups and relationships, um, but it's dealt with in an incredibly intimate way. And all the songs tie together, not in an explicitly narrative way, um, but through expressing Julia Jacqueline's feelings as thoughts as she comes into her own. And everything here is intensely vulnerable which really draws me into the album and makes for quite a beautiful album discussing all of the themes that I mentioned earlier. And I cried to this album like all the time. So I'll go ahead and introduce Soft Sounds from Another Planet by Japanese Breakfast. This was sent in to us by Maddie, our zine coordinator here at Craven Sound. Um, her little blurb was that this is um, the second studio album by Japanese Breakfast. It was released in 2017 and features absolute indie bangers such as Till Death, Boyish, and Roadhead. Um, She likes it because I have to admit that I have a bit of a sad yet soft spot for this album. I was gifted the vinyl by someone who is no longer a part of my life, and I think that gives it a really melancholy connotation for me. The entire album flows beautifully and transports me into another time of my life. With lyrics that hit hard, I never questioned how much heart was put into these songs. Japanese Breakfast is the solo project of uh, Michelle Zahner, 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 who is um, such a badass human that you can't not like her. All of these factors combine to give me my favorite album of all time. Whoa. Not just the decade. You heard it here. Time. All time. Um, So this is a good album, guys. Eat your heart out in the long and suffering, uh, in the longing and suffering sort of way. I know I sure am, says Maddie. Thank oh. you for that, Maddie. That was wonderfully written. <laughs> what? Um, I can kind of get behind that. I thought it was good. Go ahead, Zach. Well, this was another album that I was going to put down for my favorite album of the last 10 years because it is one of my absolute favorite albums of probably all time. So I'm with Maddie right here. It is such an incredible album. Again, talking about soft sounds, um, not crushing. I'll get to crushing in a second. So this was a this was a tough matchup for me personally. Soft sounds from another planet is just such a beautiful album. The sounds that she makes across it, I wish I knew enough. I wish I could speak about music as well as like Jake and Kelly and Riley here, but the sounds that she makes are just like absolutely entrancing on all of it, and I think she transitions through different styles of songs very well like diving woman and roadhead at the beginning have a similar vibe but the way they sound is very different than something like till death or this house which are much more simple like guitar ballads um so anyways this is one of my all-time favorite albums and just the atmosphere generated here is incredibly beautiful everything she talks about on the album is stunning um, I'm huge Japanese breakfast stan. Love it all. 
She's actually coming out with a book in April. Plug that. Mm. Supposed to be real good. Anyways, so that's all I have to say. Oh, some of my faves from here. Diving Woman. Uh, Boyish. Absolutely rips. Such a good song. Um, the hook there. So good. You know. Um, and then I also personally just really love this house. I think it's the closer, but it's a nice kind of simple song that I really enjoy. Then on the other hand, you got Crushing, which is the album that I submitted to this. And man, okay, picking an album first off, let me just say it was like one of the hardest things I have ever done. And it's so hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I went through many different ideas. I think I just picked this mainly because I've been listening to a lot recently. So it kind of stands out to me right now. So maybe ask me in a week and it'll be different. But oh my God, the one note I have for this in my notes is um, Hot Damn I Cried because Hot Damn Did I. Man, <laughs> the number of times I've cried to the song uh, Comfort, high, very, very high. Um, and I think that beyond my personal attachment to the album, just because I think it's really beautiful and like the vulnerability and emotion that is shown throughout like all of the songs is really great. Um, beyond that, I think like the concept of the album, I, I hesitate to call it a concept album because I think it's very loose in that term, but it definitely deals with themes and you can kind of feel this progression through it where, I mean, especially just starting from the first song body where she's like, um, it's just my life and it's just my body, you know, like it's kind of like a, a powerful statement about what the rest of the album is going to be about. And I find that really, really, um, I don't know, interesting, interesting is not a good enough word, but I really enjoy that aspect of it. And that's how it kind of, this concept progresses through it. And you kind of hear this story that's loosely the story of her going through a breakup, but more broadly concerns with all these other different themes. And I think that's really great. And then final point, I don't want to just, talk for hours and hours um I think that the structure of the album is also really good where she is able to make these very kind of down tempo but very emotionally provoking songs like comfort or maybe even I don't know body convention they're kind of slower tempo but then also songs like pressure to party um hold on I'm trying to oh god this is embarrassing this is my song I should know my album I should know all these songs uh, like pressure to party or you were right um, or like faster beat kind of more like you could dance to it if you didn't really listen to it um, like did listen to the lyrics and I think that the mix of those is really well paced throughout the album and I also think that no matter like the kind of tempo or style of a song it does like they all manage to advance these same ideas and themes so that's why I picked this album anyways that's all I gotta say Lily, you want to get us going next? Yeah, that was so sick. Um, So these are two albums I'd actually heard before, which is great. I only heard Crushing because of Zach. He was like, you love Julia Jacqueline. And I was like, I do like Julia Jacqueline. You are absolutely right. Um, This, I am torn to pieces because I really like both of these albums and like, kind of in the same way like I can put both of them on and do whatever I'm doing and just be like really having a good time um like I have to I have a very specific kind of music that I need to listen to in order to be able to like do anything else and like these both fall into that category where I can tune into them and continue to do whatever I'm doing and 
I really appreciate that. And like, I don't even, they both have such beautiful voices. They just, it, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm gonna vote really. I think it's, I'm gonna defer to the opinion of the group in terms of <laughs> what sick of you, Lily. I feel like you always have a strong opinion. I know, I really do, but this is not something that I feel equipped to judge. I'm just like too, uh, I think I'm too in it. I'm too involved. I listen to both these albums too much. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I can't talk about like the musical. I don't even know what musicality means, but <laughs> yeah, basically I'm torn and whoever has the best argument. Jake. Alrighty. This is a tough one for me because of all of these initial rounds, this is the only one where I had not heard either of the album all the way through at least once. Every other one I'd heard like at least one album all the way through one time before. Not this time. Um, I will say the only one that I had any initial knowledge of was Japanese Breakfast. I had heard, I think Boyish and is it Roadhead? Is that right? Okay. I'd heard those two songs before. I had never heard Julie Jacqueline, never heard um, most of the songs from the Japanese Breakfast album. So it was hard. And like I said, these are both, like I said, in the first round, super, I mean, really gorgeous production, I will say, and like instrumentals on both of them, like all throughout. But I can definitely tell like just by listening to it one time in one earbud while stalking car parts in an auto shop that they were both definitely kind of lyric heavy albums so it's really hard to like truly dive into them on just one listen well I didn't listen to Julia Jackson in the car shop because you just added it recently but regardless uh I I also feel like I just I'm not going to be able to make as good of like a statement or point about either of these albums so I'm kind of kind of in Lily's camp uh, I will say I did know a few, like I said, Japanese uh, breakfast songs. And I do, just from my initial listens of the two, sort of prefer the vibe and like production on that one. I think it's 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 not like super experimental, but like I think it, it goes into like a few kind of more interesting places with like kind of some of like radio-y glitchy stuff that it does on a few of the tracks. Um, but I also did really like some of the production on the Julia Jaglin album. Uh, some of the ones that stuck out to me were uh, Christian Party, uh, like Zach said, and then also Body. I just really liked that like kind of muted, really short, but like warm feeling kick. That was just one thing that stuck out to me, particularly just the kick on Body was just something that stuck out to me. That's, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to kind of be swayed by my prior knowledge of Japanese breakfast, but also by whatever the group has to say. So that, that's pretty much all I have to say about these two. I definitely want to uh, go back and listen to them because I, I enjoyed them both quite a bit. I just need to, to really dive into them more. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what Jake said. Uh, similarly, I also, I think I'd only heard um, Boyish. That was the only song from these two albums I'd heard before. Um, so it was definitely kind of a blind, a blind sort of test for me. Um, 
And also, in complete transparency, I was listening to the Julie Jackman album while I was taking an exam, and I finished it while I was taking a shower today. So it is not a fair um, comparison for me at all. I tried, I tried, but I couldn't get through all the albums um, properly. Uh, but, but that being said, I can say that I like both of them a lot. Um, I think that the Japanese breakfast takes it for me. I love the production on it. I love the soundscape kind of feel. Um, it was very reminiscent to me in a lot of ways of Igor, surprisingly. Um, I think just in, in the sense that I got really absorbed into the sounds of it and it really sucked me in and sucked me out of reality. If, if I had a chance to redo, maybe it would be different because I, I didn't really properly listen to the Joy Jackman album. Um, but yeah, so for me, Japanese Breakfast will probably take it. Um, sorry, Zach. Um, I'll have a listening party with you sometime. <laughs> make up. I'll be crying. You can you can yell at me for how bad my taste is. Oh man, I love that Japanese breakfast album. <laughs> if any really? like fans of these albums listen to this, that like, it's just like what the fuck? You don't even listen to the album. You listen to it taking an exam. You listen to it in the shower. You listen to it at work, and you're you're judging it. But like it's oh, hard. It's we had a week. They start their Give own us a podcast. break. Give us yeah. yeah. Start your own podcast. Start a Get hate podcast against Crave. Leave the us podcast. alone, please. Do but guys, love guys. It. Was 16 albums not like the hardest thing to get through in a week? That was 13 oh. hours of music. That was so <laughs> hard. I could not do it. I was trying to. I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to four albums a day this week. It's going to be easy. And no. now that we're doing it in two parts, I like knew like one, two, three of these albums really well. And I know every album from next week's episode, except for the Portugal, the man one and... And and Mac Miller, I had to listen to that one until this weekend. I know oh. every album from next week's episode, but only like Remember two from this one. Jake also said he hadn't heard Faces. I think he's a Mac hater. I'm not. I just I hadn't. Let's get Kiara in here next week. Oh, to, uh... fuck. That's gonna be <laughs> rough. I think no, we I, should I leave the door open for a revote if anyone continues to listen and changes, you know, their little yes. mind on anything. I would like to. <laughs> okay. That's fair. All That's right. fair. I definitely plan listening to some of these some more this week. So, yeah, we should like we should flag the ones that were kind of like eh, about. It was um, like everyone. It's okay. Just like, but not at equal. the start of next week, we can not even. We can just like quickly go through like each matchup and be yeah, like, yeah, we can just do a five minute and be like, hey, any just like revote. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like what opinions. we're doing now is official, but we could we could touch on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> this has to be official though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can we can chat about it nicely. We, yeah, definitely. Talk. We make the rules. Yeah, if anything significant changes for one of us, then yeah. Or we'll like, even if you up. just like, I don't know. I know that I'm going to be listening to these over and over again, and it's like if you if something like, for example, on Igor, if like the lyricism, if I listen to it three more times, and I'm like, holy fuck, this speaks to me. I'm angry with my choice. Like, vocalize it. Yeah. yeah, that's right, mm-hmm. Riley. Yeah, sorry for interrupting. No, that's okay. Um, (laughs) So, I think Zach and I are just like maybe soul sisters. I'm confused. (laughs) I think we're the same person. I think we kind of are. It's so funny because when you joined Crave, I was like, oh my God. I was like, 
I want to be Zach's friend so bad. I was like, all I want is to be his little buddy. And now that we like talk every week and we are friends and like, it's just like match made in heaven. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of a duo, kind of feel like we're a power couple, but let's talk Powerful, about that's all I can say. <laughs> Join the crave if you want real friends. Exactly. This is a pitch. Real Zoom friends. Real Zoom friends. I don't get to see them in person. Real friends that live a block away from you, but you only see in the computer screen. <laughs> you both live alone. Like you're both lonely. Anyways, um, okay. So the Japanese breakfast album. I'm not actually super familiar with Japanese breakfast. This was something that I hadn't really. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd like friendship I over. Knew... Uh-huh. Ah, bitch! I was like, with your pride. No, um, I know some of their songs. Like, I they definitely have hits where I'm like, hell yeah! But I haven't like gone through their discography really thoroughly as I have with some other albums. Okay, well, I still haven't gone through it. What do you want from me? Do you want me to vote for you or not? Do you want me to say I'm your best friend? They're, they're both albums that I like, so you can't vote against me here. All right, well, I'm going to, you know, I did start the Zoom meeting, so I can kick you off. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) But, okay, here's how I felt about the Japanese Breakfast album. As I think pretty much everybody has hit on, the production immediately, like, sparked my interest. I was just like, holy fuck, this is beautiful. It is so, maybe it's just that I have a new computer and I like haven't really heard any songs like ever in my life until now. And I'm like, Whoa, everything sounds so fucking good. But, um, the production on this album was so fucking awesome. Um, I think that they had like a really cool way of using kind of, I don't know, the building that they did on the album was really cool. There was a lot of like, I don't know, uses of harmonies. It was really cohesive. Um, there was also a lot of, I think as other people had mentioned, like soundscapes that were really interesting, like using the sounds of like oceans and winds. Um, it was all just very ambient. Like it was all very, like, I don't know if any of you have listened to Brian Eno. He's got like all of these ambient albums and it totally reminded me of that. Jake, Zach, yeah, on this. Yeah, it was like I did oh not gosh. think about that, but that's a great comparison. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely more like I am feminine and I'm singing along, but it was like there was a lot of, you know, there's a few tracks on there where it's just kind of ambient sounds, and I was like, oh my god, totally fucking into this. This is so cool. Um, uh, the guitar tones in "Soft Sounds from Another Planet" were really fucking cool. Um, also, the boyish instrumentation, I was just like. I mean, everybody's mentioned that song is like a standout, but that was just like, oh my God, this is such a fucking awesome song. Um, And then the album just was really cohesive. It was really, really cool. And it was a cool mix between like weird ambient music and then like, hey, I'm playing the guitar. Here are my bass tones. Here's my guitar tones. Like this, that, the other, you know, here's my voice. Um, I just, I I found it really fucking cool. Um, The... There were a few things, though, that I was like, you know, this isn't my favorite. Like, um, Machinist, is that how you say it? Machinist? Machinist. Machinist. I really hated, I, I'm i sorry. When we get into Kanye West, I hate, hate, hate autotune. I hate that noise. It makes me, like, I'm sorry. I just, like, <laughs> can that sound. It makes me, like, deeply, deeply, deeply upset. So, 
in Machinist, I hated the edits on her voice. All I want is like a fucking raw vocalist, which let's turn the turn our cheeks, take a look at Julia Jacqueline. Again, same as uh, Haley Hendricks. My only notes for this album were she is everything. Um, <laughs> I think I think that everybody's pretty much touched on a lot of the things that I was going to say, but just like, oh God, it just makes me want to cry. Like that album just, it hits me in the same way as Julia Jacqueline. It hits me in the same way as Mitski. Maybe I'm just like into sad girl music and that's my whole identity, who can say? Um, but I don't know, just everything about that album, the rawness of that album, the honesty and her lyricism. Um, again, the production was really wonderful. Like there just isn't anything that detracts from it for me. Like it just feels really like, it's like taking a deep breath, you know? It just feels like eating a whole meal or taking a deep breath. It just feels so satisfying. Um, so I have to put my vote towards Julia Jacqueline. All right, are we ready? Can I say one more thing? Yes, I. Sorry, I could talk about both these albums for like hours. <laughs> but I, to the point that everybody else said, and I don't think I mentioned it, the sound, like, I feel like the Japanese Breakfast album does such a good job at creating like a world of sound and keeping you within it throughout the entire thing. Like I, I was just thinking as we were talking, like I can hear the mm-hmm. first notes of the album and it's just like, starting with like i don't know if you guys know what i'm talking about i'm not going to try to make that sound but starting with those like few notes uh, (laughs) go ahead go for it no 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 i'm not editing this one i'm not falling for your trap (laughs) (laughs) it's just like it like pulls you in like to me it's a sound that like draws you in and then they just build off of that to create something that's like i don't know spacey and just so so full of Mm. i don't know good vibes that was another thing I was thinking about. Um, I'm taking a class called Music in Space and all of the space references in it. And I was just like, I don't know, made me think of David Bowie, which was also cool. And I was like, if you can make me think of Brian Eno and David Bowie, like maybe I should vote for you. But point. Oh, yeah. wait, can I say one Incredibly, I dropped that class. <laughs> I was almost in it with Riley, but. Yeah, I, you know what? I read both of the chapters the night before the exam, so. I don't know if I'm even really in it. I have like I've already done this. You had something. I will say that I feel like Jake's point on the Julia Jacklin album I think is very fair, and I will just say that about like it being kind of like production wise, I do agree that I think soft sounds is a much more kind of interesting thing. But for me personally, I'd love albums that are kind of sparse in that way but heavily focused on like feeling still mm-hmm. like that's just my shit mm-hmm. like I was when I was trying to come up with like who like what album to put in this I was like this album by Julia Jacqueline maybe I should put in Phoebe Bridgers Stranger in the Alps maybe I should put in Julian Baker and I, like all of these people for me are just like or like maybe it's Tomberland they're just like very kind of sparse in a production sense but I feel like they still do so much with very little. So anyway, sorry, that's all I want to say. No, I think you're spot on. That's a great point. Anyway, are you ready for the vote? Get it. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I go last. The same order as the first time, Zach. No way. I want to go last. <laughs> I need to um, first. Lily. <laughs> um. Okay. After. After listening to everyone's thoughts 
So I really thought I was going to be able to make a game time decision. Um, crushing. <laughs> okay. Jake. Uh, I will go with soft sounds from a, from another planet. Could change next week, but yeah, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Riley. Uh, crushing. Zachary. Crushing, I guess. Oh, it's over, baby. You surprised us. You almost surprised us. Yeah, my vote goes for Japanese breakfast, but it's a little uh, underinformed. So, soft same sounds here, from same another here. planet is just so good. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I love that album so much. But really I don't good. know. I got to go with the one that I put in, I guess. <laughs> you don't have to. We're. We're unbiased and objective here at Crave the Pod. I was debating it. This was like when I when I like randomized the bracket. This was the matchup, and I was like, if I change it, nobody will know. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, shouldn't have posted it. You shouldn't have posted it. You should have just done it again. All right, but it is what it is, you know. It may change. It may change next week. I still think I think we should do that ranking at the end of like all of the albums true you know because like even though soft sounds is out now it would it's like above like half the albums we could do a tier personally. list we could do a tier list episode okay. whoa we'll, we'll talk about it later yeah anyways. we got, okay. we got <laughs> anyway so um so that puts, crushing that puts crushing it was three two right soft sounds from another planet i might have was it four one it was three to two me and no. me and Callie and both said yeah, Japanese breakfast. Three two, but I don't know if mine really counts. I yeah, like the two most uninformed people <laughs> voted against crushing, but it's still... <laughs> it's not about it's what you feel. I yeah. voted against crushing because I hate Zach, but that's a good way to put Amen. it. Amen. Oh, that's why I was about no, to vote I'm against kidding. crushing. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's why I was about to vote against crushing. <laughs> Especially when you hear it just one time, it really it really is all about the feelings. So yeah. All right, I will share my screen so we can keep All this right. party rolling. So we're going to pull up the bracket again here, and we're going to introduce our next one. Um, next matchup is Toy by a Giant Dog, which I believe was Riley's pick. That was me. Yay. And we have Historian by Lucy Dacus, which was from... Let me see who's Felicity. Felicity. This was Felicity, Felicity as well. So, Riley, you want to kick us off with Toy by Giant Dog? Yes. Um, this was another matchup where I was deeply saddened because I love these albums. <laughs> Both of them, I love them so much. And I was like, oh, no, don't pit me against that album. That makes me feel sad. Um, but anyway, um, I'm going to start off with a little quote from Pitchfork um, because I found this quote and I thought it encapsulated it absolutely beautifully in a review. Um, it says about Toy, um, their gaudy self-aware songs contain mounds of horny phrases so racy that front woman Sabrina Ellis was originally too embarrassed to read them out loud after penning them. Um, my vagina made of glass, but if you talk sweet, I'll let you stick it in my past, is less about shock value for raunchiness sake than it is punk, which itself began as an essentially asexual form meant to normalize sexual desires. So this song or this album is pretty much entirely about sex. It is <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, it just has 
such clever lyricism, the way that they build each individual song and then subsequently the whole album as a whole is fucking awesome. I think I'm like, I don't know if anybody else is into any of this like girl punk kind of stuff, but this is just like, ah, food for the soul. I love this stuff so much. Um, They have like crazy catchy hooks. There is just amazing bass and guitar tones. Um, They do a really cool interplay um, with kind of a high end and a low end. Um, The main singer, Sabrina Ellis, her voice is just super, super high tones, like just like unbelievable how high she can get and like the kind of balance that they do between like the upper register and the lower register is really cool um and then oh my god there's just so many things about this album that I love um they're like the concluding song is um like it starts off it's like I'm such a piece of shit I want to kill myself and it's just about suicide ideation and um, cheating partners and kind of the interplay between those two things that hits really hard. Um, it is their fourth studio album produced by Merge or not produced by, but, um, released on Merge Records. Um, and yeah, I just find this album, like, it makes me so excited and like just everything about it is perfect to me. Um, and my favorite song off the album is Roller Coaster. That especially resonates with me, given the theme of sex. Um, I just find the way that it builds and kind of releases is like just super orgasmic. I think it is perfect. So that's how I feel about this album. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you, Red. That's very in depth. Um, historian Lucy Dacus. Uh, thanks to Felicity. Um, she likes it because, well, first off, Lucy Dacus is just a genius lyricist. Uh, but also a lot of songs on this album start off relatively slow and pick up speed as it continues on, finally ending on Dacus just wailing into the microphone. Uh, I personally love songs that start and end sounding like completely different songs. Also, the song Pillar of Truth touches on death and how hard it can be to watch someone you love um, in the last few days. And the lifelong consequences that follow. Uh, The way she approaches this topic is unique and beautiful and brings a somewhat positive note to a deeply negative experience. And this is Lucy Dacus' second album released in 2018. It touches a lot on the ending of relationships, both romantic romantic and familial. Can't talk today, but we got through that. So um, I'll kick us off on this one. I haven't gone first yet. I think fair is fair. Um, Toy, I listened to just today, I think, as most of us did, thanks to Riley's um, awesome procrastination. <laughs> I love it. It's usually me. It's usually you me. You listened to this album before. You could have liked it before I introduced you to you're it. Right. You're right. You're right. Entirely you're right. my fault. <laughs> oh, but you're fine. Normally, yeah, it's, it's, normally it's me doing it. So it was refreshing that I, I wasn't the culprit this time. No, I'm so, always a culprit. I'm always late. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trying to call you out either. This was a really hard choice. So, um, but I liked Toy a lot. It was, yeah, it was very punk. It was very loud, unapologetic, um, just fun, even, I would say. Um, totally. Even though it talks about some harder things, like you were saying, like, um, you know, the song about the suicide, uh, suicidal ideation and stuff, like, there's some dark topics that are laced in through there. Um, 
but it's like it's it's fun it's upbeat it's like i don't want to say angry but it's like it's fighting it's like angsty it's yeah. got yeah it's got a kick to yeah. it it's got a punch to it fighting to it and you got a little bit of energy you and you're like oh this is this is good this is good i like this um it was really good um like you said i really liked how they kind of played with that t- sort of depth of sound um the vocals are usually way up there um and all the music is super kind of dark and grungy underneath and really heavy and hitting. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, Lucy Dacus, I also really liked a lot. Um, I feel like I've listened to songs off of this album before, um, but I can't say that I have for sure. I just know Lucy Dacus as a name. I know she's a super big um, artist. It's hard not to know the name Lucy Dacus. Um, at least in my in my sphere of friends in Boulder, Colorado, I don't think it's very easy to not know Lucy Davis. But um, Zachara. <laughs> but um, no, I really enjoyed this. Uh, Historian was really good. Um, I will say I preferred Toy just because of the energy, but 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 Lucy Davis has a very very unique sound. I think. Um, and I think that's, you know, part of the reason why people like her so much and why she's sort of a standout, um, you know, musician, because she, she really puts a lot of emphasis on her vocals, but it doesn't take away from the musical quality, um, of the album. Like it's very, very full. It's very, I wouldn't say lush, but it's very like, it's fulfilling to listen to. Um, I came away from it with a sense of satisfaction. Um, but I think Toy takes it for me. There's more energy there. There's more fight in it. I don't know. And that's that's just more my speed personally. So I really liked it. Good pick, Riley. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let's go to Zach. Um, I this has been eating me for like years, so I'm glad <laughs> I have the opportunity to ask. Is it Dacus or Dacus? I thought it was Dacus, but I don't know. Oh, oh. I believe it's Dacus, but Dacus. I'm no expert. Well, that's awkward. That's probably my fault, Cal. As you guys can tell. Okay, uh, Dacus. Okay. I just wanted to check. Lucy, you know. Dacus is no longer a friend of the pod either. We are losing friends every single episode. This is really embarrassing. Everyone who got eliminated this episode is never coming. <laughs> no on. longer a friend of the pod. <laughs> first terrible. round out. How humiliating. Ouch. We lost SZA first round, y'all. That is. No, we lost SZA. What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with y'all? <laughs> you specifically, well, Kelly, and I expect this from Riley Haley and Zach. Pinterest. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I, it surprised me, man. The Haley Hendricks album was just. It's it so good. Okay. Them. All right. Oh, um, back to topic here. <laughs> So Toy, I had never heard this album before. I think this was one of the, like, two albums on here that I had never heard before. And I will say, I was very pleasantly surprised. It is, I think Cal kind of summed up my thoughts on it. It's, like, just such, got such a good energy. Very, like, I wrote that as, like, hard-driving kind of rock punk. And I think that it just, like, it is what I want from a lot of, like, louder faster music which is not something that i tend to listen to as you guys here know um but i think like a lot of the songs like are really well done and like go really hard but then also like they manage to balance that by not like it's not like just like wailing and like rocking out about like nothing you know it's not like like just standard arena rock or anything like it's very 
poignant and I think very well done. Like you guys said, the lyrics you're able to focus on because the vocals like sit so much higher than the rest of everything, which I think is kind of like the rest of the music I kind of described as a little like grimy or gritty. But I think that that kind of contrast really makes out. So I very much enjoyed this album. Um, that being said, Historian is one, I feel like I say this about every album. I need to make decisions. Historian is one of my favorite albums. Um, and I have a deep emotional attachment to it. And I think like just across the, across the album, there's like every song kind of hits me in a different way. And I really like that quality. Um, I really enjoy how she's able to take these songs and really build with them. I think that's like where one of her strengths lie in these kind of songs that start slow. Like Night Shift is just absolutely a banger. Like it starts slow and then it just builds and builds and builds until at the end it just like all explodes and it's just like a huge cathartic mess. And it's, but it's like just so beautifully done and it's so... I want to say simple, but it's not simple. Like it's easy for anyone to relate to. Obviously it's like a breakout song, breakup song. It's like, it's one of the most relatable things out there, but just like the emotion and weight behind it in that building. And then that eventual like climax and explosion at the very end is just so amazing. And I think I, I met Jake at her concert the first uh, time I was back gonna mention in, that too. Yeah. When was that? Twenty nineteen? Yeah. Twenty nineteen, baby. Back wow. in November. Yeah. That's so it. we were both at the concert. And like that song, I think she closed with it. I don't quite remember. Yeah. But I just remember I think like it was either that or like some cover. It was a great show. Yeah, everybody was like just belting that song when it exploded. And that that experience is like one of my favorite concert experiences. Cause it's just like such a cathartic moment being in a room full of people, like just screaming those mm -hmm. words. And it's just like such a powerful feeling. So like night shift banger of a song, but I will say the rest of the album, I really enjoy. I think a lot of the songs on there kind of follow a similar pattern where they like start a little slow and then build. But I really like that. Like, I don't really get bored across the album, but I could hear a point where it's some of it's some similar and um, like the closer track, I think historians, that was my most listened to song last year of 2020. Um, like that song really just like, it's such a sweet and tender and like intimate feeling song that I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. Oh, and Lucy Dacus's voice is just absolutely angelic. Like she has such an amazing, like buttery smooth voice that just like, I don't know. It just feels so good to hear it. So that's all I got to say about that. Um, let's shoot over to Riley. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I spoke my truth on, um, on toy. I think I said far too much about that. Um, <laughs> as far as Lucy Dacus goes, I am obsessed with that. Like, it's just, I feel so bad that my album got pinned up against Lucy Dacus. Cause it's just like, God, I love these albums both so much. Um, I mean, on the notes on this one, I wrote, how dare you start off with night shift? You can't pack that much of a punch straight out of the gate. Like, it's just unbelievably good. And it's like, it, it doesn't even feel, I think the craziest thing about that song in particular is it's like seven minutes long and it doesn't, it feels like 
like, it feels like a lifetime, but it also feels like two minutes where it's just like, I don't know how to reconcile my feelings with this. Like, it makes me feel so emotional and so just like, God, I love her. And also queer women, we can't stop supporting them. I will never not be a stand for a queer woman, like making a fucking awesome album and having such a good voice. Um, but yeah, I think my vote has to go to Toy because that was my pick. And A Giant Dog is like just one of my favorite bands in the whole wide world. So yeah. Um, Lily, thoughts? Did we already do you? No, we didn't. No. Similar, similarly to Riley and Zach, I am torn about this whole thing because much in the way that I heard crushing from Zach, I heard toy from Riley. So I just, yeah, I mean, who oh, man, I do love just like an album that you put on and like, you know, just throw your whole body around to for like, multiple minutes and you don't even feel like any time has passed and when you said that I'm just switching between albums so everybody keep up when you said that Night Shift was a seven minute song I was like no way what I listen to that song all the time but yeah Jesus Christ like it is oh it's really hard it's very challenging um I do love Lucy Dacus like overall like huge fan of the boy genius squad I the whole I love the whole thing. Um, I think that Toy does have it by like, <gasps> because because of Riley fully and entirely, her beautiful little cute little face. Like it just reminds me so much of her and her being like, listen to this album. It's about sex, but in like the best possible way. And I was like, oh yes, it absolutely is. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I'm I think, so <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry to flatter you, but I, I am going to go with Toy. Yay! Oh, Jake? Alrighty. Tiebreaker, uh, I guess. I don't know. Sway me. Sway me. This is a tough one, not because it's tough for me to decide, just because I feel I feel bad that I didn't... This is the only album from this week's bracket that I didn't actually get to listen to just because I accidentally listened to the price instead, because that was an album on the list when I, I thought it was complete. Yeah, my bad. The 10 minutes it was up, somehow I was taking a shower at that time and I listened to the price for like 30 minutes in the shower. And it was great, but uh, that toys, like that's, that's you know, I'll, I'll listen to it definitely before next week and I'll be able to come back with a more complete opinion. I punk music itself is something that I've never been like super I've never really like dived really deep into it I love punk energy punk sensibilities and when they kind of show up in like hip-hop electronic pop I love it uh and I've been introduced to a lot of great punk bands through uh my friend who I do another music podcast with who, who really loves podcasts uh, I'm so sorry, music. Jake. What, what is your Jake? other music podcast? Plug it, plug it, plug it. Hello. Okay, it's called it's called Compressed and Unplugged. It's it's oh, yes. incredibly yeah, incredibly backlogged where we've recorded all these episodes and it's really fun to record, but it just in terms of like the editing process and how many things like I'm editing the Crave podcast and I'm doing 
all these media projects for my classes and classes and work and all this stuff it's just we have a really big backlog basically and then only like a handful of episodes actually uploaded but whatever uh he really likes punk music and he shows me a bunch of like kind of dude punk bands and then my sister loves girl punk bands so cherry glazer gloss uh some other stuff i really i really it's just something that i haven't gone as far into as i want to and then some older stuff like clash and whatever really i i just need to get more into that like scene in that genre but i i just haven't gotten around to it personally i've just been introduced to it a lot and this album definitely gonna listen to this week and maybe i'll have a completely different opinion but uh as of now i've only really heard photograph and then i listened to roller coaster as we were like hearing zach talk about rice like i couldn't i couldn't completely hear the song because i had this meeting going on in the background uh so i'll listen to the full album before next week for sure i don't even know if my votes count for this round because it's just completely unfair because i already had heard lucy dawkins historian uh all the way through a few times before loved it um so i mean i'll say right now that's that's where my vote was going to have to go but I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it as well just to kind of get my my thoughts out there um it's it's super simple in terms of like the the sound and this the production it's super simple it's like drums it's guitar it's like what you would expect from like this indie rock sound but i think the way she like conveys the emotion through the sounds and like the dynamic contrasts and everything is just like excellently done. The songwriting is brilliant. I know, I think everyone or almost everyone has mentioned the song, but Night Shift is just such an amazing song. I, I love any song that like doesn't even drop in. It's like crazy to me when a song has a chorus, like a pop song you would expect. It's not really a pop song. It's like an indie rock song, but you know, you expect most pop songs have choruses, but whenever like a chorus drops like three minutes into a song, I just fucking love that. Mm-hmm. And regardless of genre, any anything like that, I just I just love long buildups, long intros. And Night Shift is like a great example of that. And probably my favorite song on the album. And the chorus does come in with that just like super distorted guitar. It's it's amazing. It really just hits you. Uh, and yeah, like like Zach mentioned, I also have like some some personal connection and also like some some memories because that concert was super great. And I I met Zach for the first time there, and it was a great concert. I drove him back to his to their car. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a cold winter night. I had parked in a King Supers parking lot. We walked over to that King Supers, and I drove Zach and Katie back to their car. It was it was a great time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's, I think that's pretty much all I have to say. I also really like The Call and Historian from that album. Uh, it's a good album. It's a really, really great album. Um, I'll definitely be listening to Koi this week, but but for now, I'm going to have to go with uh, Lucy Dawkins. All right. Something in yes, part? Riley. I think it's funny to talk like Jake. I feel like we have just like polar opposite music tastes in every single way possible Probably. and you're like I want to get into girl punk and I'm like I want to know more about Kylie the creator and electronic music because I literally most of the times that you speak I'm like he's so 
just like well-spoken. He knows what he's talking about. He can talk about these things in such a good way, but I have no idea what you're saying. Like, I just, like, <laughs> no reference point. So all I want to do is like, I don't know. I think we should just do, a, I don't know. You and me could pair up and do a little like. Yeah, that'd be great. Other, nor do we know anything of like, I think our music tastes are just really wildly different. Um, <laughs> so it makes me happy to hear that you want to, know more about mine because I feel the same about you oh definitely I'd love to and and uh also I just have to say that that one comment I forgot about this but you, you made me remember it and now I have to bring it up that comment about autotune was just completely blasphemous to me I could <laughs> I could talk about why I love autotune so much for hours and why I think it's a beautiful instrument but but also I totally understand the why it puts people off and the hesitation around it but yeah I mean as soon as you explain to me why you love it I'll probably be like yep I'm sold anyways <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's a great thing about music I feel like you know it's just it's it's very easy to like get in your own little world with it but also if you can just like step outside of that for a second I think it's possible to appreciate any like style any genre of music like I never listen to country but god damn it I can really appreciate country if someone loves it or or there's just like a good enough song with like amazing writing and, like and blue ain't like, your color what was that blue ain't your color I never heard of that that's his that's his that's uh oh that's the Keith Urban song. one okay yeah I I it's great. <laughs> I, I love this because you know the vibes, we learn the about stuff we wouldn't normally learn about on this on this podcast. So it's it's great. Mm -hmm. hmm. Very nice. I think these nice. podcasts are fully and entirely more for the five of us <laughs> than anyone else. No, they are absolutely. Like that, though, I feel like every podcast is like that. Yeah, sort of, you're right. Some people are better at advertising their conversations than. Us. I think my mom likes us. Same. Hey. <laughs> I'm trying to get my. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Shall we have? Shall we have our official vote for this one? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, Riley. Toy. Jake. Uh, Sorian. Lily. Toy. Zachary historian all right and i'm gonna say uh, oh no. shit. that's a hard choice but damn. you're hurting know. me man you're hurting me toy toy just has like stuff like a like a grown-up 90s kid teen garage band vibe to me in a way it's just mm -hmm. so up in your face but like i don't know it's refreshing but it still has substance, and I think it's really cool. I don't know. It's also historian just not, like, very crazy. good. Historian is very good. On a different day, I may have chosen historian. I don't know. Yay! I feel it's very because cool. nobody had heard this before except for me, right? I hadn't. God, um, she's the best. Only because of you, though. So it doesn't Yay. doesn't count. <laughs> and I feel bad. I I I kind of destroyed Zach twice now. Sorry, man. Absolutely ended, man. Damn. <laughs> you just read Lily, too. Just like, you're, you're shocking us, Callie. Yeah. Like, how's the real wild card? I just card? Say wild card. I have supported everyone in their ventures 
Guys, you all did me so dirty right out the gates, right away. Not me, they're all so good. Yeah, except everyone except Jake is actually not really my friend. I'm learning, so that's fun. Hey, said it. I'm sorry. You're not wrong. I might be your friend, but are you mine? Yeah, I don't know. I'll support you simply because you like I like. Um, might I suggest we? stop here and not do the later stage of the bracket and do that another time because then it also gives us time to revisit stuff mm-hmm. and then we can have a more fully fully formed opinion also yeah. i have two midterms tomorrow and a research yeah, proposal yeah. to submit she's sweetheart maybe we do like first the first round this episode first round next episode and then i guess maybe a third episode where we like do all the the complete yeah, stuff, like and we've already talked about the, ep- the album, yeah. so kind of. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just kind of like a thirty-minute, let's yell at each other, and then that also gives us time where, like, that'll be like a few weeks where we can kind of revisit things and be like, yeah, hmm. yeah. And then you we know, can rank them. We can rank them at the end of that episode. I do. Yeah, yeah. So do the final bracket, and then everybody ranks them, so we can really put, um, I don't know, shit like melodrama in last place. I don't. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but. Oh, no, shit. I, I, no, okay, I'm kidding. Jake, cut this. Cut we this. are not going to do Jake's girlfriend it. like that. I this love is, that album. How dare you? No, I like that album, too. I just didn't want to say the... I didn't want to say the... great album. The, the man album, because I didn't want to be that man. But. I'll, I'll be man. that man. Portugal, the it's man. It's so good. Or, yeah, I'm, that's how I feel, too. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Rebel with a Kick. I never want to listen to another song by the... <laughs> Kyle, you might be alone on this. I don't even have a horse in that race. It's against my pick, so... But, like, it's it's a good... I think we should just be absolutely vicious next week. Brutal 5 0 Holy shit. All right, so um, this has been our first round of um, our top 16 albums of the decade. So we had, as our first matchup, I Need to Start a Garden by Haley Hendricks. Um, which beat out control by SZA um, to move on, and then we had. Do you had want to say the votes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember who voted for it, but I just just do the total. I destroyed SZA. I'm sorry, SZA. Please continue to be a friend of the pod. You are always welcome here. Um, three to two for I need to start a garden. And then we had Twid Fa- Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrest, the 2018 reissue concept album, uh, which got two votes to Igor by Tyler the Creators 3. Uh, yeah. Then we, <laughs> we had Crushing by Julia Jacklin, Mr. Zachary Clement's pick, which um, beat out Soft Sounds from Another Planet, Japanese Breakfast, um, three to two. Then we had Toy, a giant dog, um, which beat out Historian by Lucy Dacus, three to two as well. Lots of three to twos here. We are a pretty split group. It's a good thing we ended yeah. up having an odd number. This would have <laughs> been very rough if we had a bunch of three threes. Um, so our uh, quarterfinals for the first side of the bracket currently stand as I Need to Start a Garden by Haley Hendricks going up against Igor by Tyler, the creator. Then we have Crushing by Julie Jacqueline going up against Toy by a Giant Dog. And that will um, come in the following weeks. Um, next week, we will be reviewing the bottom half of the bracket. Um, 
finish off the first round. And um, that's that's going to be a heated one. That might be a more heated one than this one, to be honest. This was this was pretty this was pretty tight, but I think the next one is gonna yeah. I feel like the next one's gonna be more polarizing. Like we might have a couple four ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's gonna be brutal for yeah. It's gonna be brutal for a few people. <laughs> it's I feel like be- next week. Uh, that's going to be Cal and Jake's week. Whereas this week, I feel like me and Riley and Lily did a lot of talking. True. Yeah, I was looking at the bottom half and I was like, "Damn, this is this is a meaty, this is a meaty bracket right here." So, anyways, all I care about is Miss Mitski down there. If you made it here, um, going out round one. Very very long, actually, podcast of going through eight songs, literally eight songs, Um, albums albums thank you um thumbs up to you you get a high five next time you see us and it's safe to do it in person because you are our best friend and at that point you should just join the club if you're watching this and you're not in the club because why would you spend like two and a half hours with us and not be in the club true so join the club hit up kylie ketchner or any of us um and just join the club you get like a free t-shirt and stuff it's cool it's cool um Sorry? They're soft. Anyways. They're soft. They're soft. So soft. (laughs) Sorry. So soft. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, Yeah. So this has been our first round uh, picks for the top 10 pop albums of the last 10 years. Not 10. Not 10 albums. 10 years. Um, Thank you for listening. Um, We all appreciate you very much. And hearts to sign out <laughs> thank you and maybe yeah there we go i don't i don't know how to end a podcast so that's that's all you need we got away yeah that's good oh, that was maybe are we doing the hearts instead of the yeah. subscribe Did follow you know us on spotify check out our video please Hi, mom. Like, comment and subscribe <laughs> My mom doesn't make it to the end of these episodes, so... Oh, it's supposed to shout out Morgan, I guess, on this one, right? Yeah! Oh. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. <laughs> Hi, Morgan. I don't know you, Morgan, but... Shout out. Shout out. One of our three listeners. One of our three listeners. <laughs> Join the club! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>